Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 78 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign and today we're going to pray for God to raise up those willing to preach repentance and judgment. No, it's not what the world ever wants to hear, but it's what the world needs to hear and it's why the church is here so that they can hear before it's too late because Jesus is coming. Judgment is coming and the world and even much of the church is not prepared for it because they are unrepented. Jesus himself said something very striking about his own return in Luke chapter 18, verse 8. He says, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find anyone within the earth that truly believes what he said, the warnings that he left, the words that he spoke, that they were from God himself? If we truly believe them, then we will live by them. And we will repent of the things that we have done walking in our own righteousness, the things that we think or feel or write, and we will get in alignment with the word of God. God always gives space for repentance, my friend. We see it throughout scripture that every time wickedness ran rampant, God was merciful. In fact, the word of God says that he is long suffering towards us. He is patient because that he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, understanding that Jesus said, except ye repent, you will likewise perish. Therefore, every time wickedness ran rampant, God was merciful and patient, giving them chance to repent, to turn away from the sin. Because if you do not, my friend, you will perish. The word has already been given. This is why God sent John the Baptist before he revealed Jesus. John the Baptist's commission was to go out and to preach repentance, to prepare the people to receive salvation. Because first we must choose to turn away from the old kingdom before we can be received into the new. We have to choose by faith faith to turn away from our sin and the master of it and run into the open arms of Jesus who has provided us a way of escape from the damnation that has already been decreed on the enemy and those who choose to continue to serve him. John the Baptist didn't sugarcoat the message. He didn't dress it up. He didn't try to make it relevant or palatable. He spoke the unhindered, uncompromising word of the living God. Repent, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Make your crooked way straight because there is a visitation coming. And if you do not repent of your sin, you will not be in position to receive it. There's an outpouring coming, but it will only fall on those who have turned away from serving self and sin by 
faith that they might receive the grace that God is offering. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Turn away from your selfishness, your sin, your compromise, your unwillingness to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ and get on your face before the king. Learn to hear his voice because he said that my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow if you don't know the voice of your shepherd you will be deceived my friend Jesus died to grant you the ability to come to him be taught by him receive from him be led by the spirit of God that we might be called the sons and daughters of God but you get none of it unless you first repent this is why John the Baptist was first sent. He didn't preach an easy message. He preached the truth. He didn't preach the popular message. He preached repentance from sin and it got him killed. He spent 30 years in a wilderness sacrificing the ease and comfort of this life to get the message right. And when God sent him out, he didn't do any marvelous, miraculous, miracle work. He didn't get the big stage in the big city. He didn't get the applause or the praises of men. He came out of the wilderness preaching, repent, because judgment is coming. And the only way of escape is if God pours his grace on you. And the only way that he will is if you move in faith and turn away from the sin because my friend you cannot walk in to the kingdom of God until you have first turned your back on the kingdom of the enemy we can't serve two masters we've got to choose this day whom we will serve either this world either ourself either our ease and our comfort either our own ego or the enemy himself or we lay it all down we count the costs and pick up our cross and follow after Christ. John the Baptist didn't preach the easy message. He preached repentance from sin and it got him killed. He was hated by men, but endorsed by heaven in that Jesus himself said that there was no greater man ever born to woman. If you will preach the truth, the real message of the word of God, that Jesus Christ came to make a way of escape because there is a judgment coming and the only way to get out of it is to repent and to call upon the name of the Lord to believe what he has spoken because the judgment has already been given and if we will not come into agreement with the only way of escape then we are already condemned to it the church is not preaching it and the world is going to hell because of it our job as ministers of the living God and as the church of Jesus Christ is to speak the decrees of the word of God to preach the judgment that has already been given and then deliver the good news, the gospel that Jesus gave us a way of escape from it. But it's got to be his way. There is no other way. We've got to get into right standing with him. What he says is right. He is the way, the truth and the life and only those who will walk that straight and narrow path are going to find it because Jesus himself said when he went to Calvary that the prince of this world the devil you know that old devil who the Bible says was the god of this world previously he was ruling over it he had dominion because that fallen man had given it to him 
This is why he told Jesus during the temptation that I will give you all of the kingdoms of the world because it is given into my hands to do so. He wasn't lying or it would not have been a temptation. It was the truth. He was the ruler of this world, the prince of the powers of the air. But Jesus said right before he went to Calvary that the time has come. The prince of this world has been judged. The decree is already been given. The judgment has already been laid out. Jesus came to give us a way of escape that we might not be condemned to it, but saved from it. But the only way we're going to get on that ark is if we repent and turn away from sin, because if we're still serving that old master, then we're going to be judged with him in the end. Jesus himself said this in John chapter 12, verse 47. He said, if any man hear my words and believe not, It's not me that judges him for I didn't come to judge the world. Why? Because the judgment had already been given from the beginning, even that if you sin, you will die. And that word death was synonymous with hell. If you sin, you go to hell. But God decreed a judgment on Satan that was accomplished at Calvary. He was judged. His damnation was established, but we were given a way of escape from it. But Jesus says it wasn't my job to judge. That's already been done of the father. My job is to save you from the judgment. But listen to what he says. He makes this so clear. My friend, we've got to get this in our spirit that we might have a fear of the Lord and a righteous judgment to go out and decree the word of the Lord that souls might be saved before it's too late. It's time the church wake up and start being the church and doing what she was commissioned to do in this earth. Jesus said, and if any man hear my words and believe them not, it's not me that judges them for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words has one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken it of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Jesus Christ is professing with all clarity that the judgment has already been given. And it is the word of God, the very scripture, the Bible itself that will judge men on that final day. When we stand before the great white throne judgment of God and the books are open, the Holy Bible of the living God will be open and God will judge our life against it. Did we get in alignment with it? Did we believe the words of Jesus Christ? When he identified sin and said, you must repent of it or you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Did we really believe it? He will judge by the fruit and many will come to him on that day and say, Lord, Lord, we believed in you. We called you our Lord and master. We even did many works and had gifts in the kingdoms. And he will say, depart from me. You are still working iniquity. I never knew you. You were never mine. You didn't believe me because I said, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So my friend, it's time that we stop playing with sin and start preaching against it again. The people need to hear a message of repentance or they will face judgment and there's no other way around it. 
It's the church's place to preach the word of God, which is his judgments that men might know the truth, repent and be saved from it before it is too late. We are on a limited time frame, people. Jesus is coming back soon. Or do you not believe that either? Because there are many who claim a faith that is based on a book that they don't really believe. And to me, that is the height of insanity. If you don't truly believe the word of God, then why are you claiming him as your God? He is not. You are serving a God of your own creating and breaking the second commandment, nullifying your chance to be saved by it. My friend, there are more on the wide road than on the narrow because that the people have trusted in what they've heard from a man or a book or through a pulpit and even through entertainment, but they have not opened the word of God to see what it says and how they will be judged by it. My friend, we've got to read it and believe it, live by it, be it and be willing to preach it because the people are unprepared for his coming. There is a holy visitation coming to this world and the people and even the church is not prepared for it because they are unprepared. Repented. This is why judgment will begin in the house of God because they have no excuse for it. The word has been given. It's spiritual laziness and unbelief not to walk in it. God will have more mercy on the heathen than on those who claim to have believed him but did not walk in obedience nor were willing to preach it because they didn't want to offend the masses. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and those who will be counted as my friend will end up being the enemy of the world. The people will not like you. John the Baptist was killed for preaching the truth. He didn't get all the glory and the glitz, but he changed the world by walking in obedience to the call that he had been given. Preach repentance. Because my friend, it is very much a shame that most of the world and the church today does not know that they are already condemned, that they are already damned to hell because of their sin and that Jesus gave a way of escape from it, but that first they must repent and turn away from that sin. John chapter three, verse 16, when it gives us the good news of the gospel, my friend, why is it good news in the first place? People are not receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ because they don't know why it's such good news. They don't understand that they're already damned. They don't understand that they're already facing a judgment. They don't understand that because they are in agreement with sin, they are headed straight to hell and nobody is willing to tell them because they don't want to be disliked for it. The true church of Jesus Christ was willing to die for it it that they might bring one to the truth that they might be saved by it because the truth will set you free my friend if you choose to believe it and God is looking for a people who are willing to die to speak it because that's what the church is that's what it's always been that's what it was in the beginning and that's why it spread like fire and that's why God endorsed it that's why it was a true bride because it loved its groom enough to sacrifice that others might be brought into the kingdom, that he might receive the reward 
of his suffering. Because the book of Revelation says the way that we overcome the enemy and become the true church of Jesus Christ is by the blood of the lamb, what he already did, by the testimony of the saints and how it has caused them to overcome their sin. And because they love not their lives, even unto the death, they were willing to give it. My friend, there are people all over the world today literally giving their lives to speak the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many here in America won't do it where it's easy because they don't want to lose any popularity for it. Where is the true bride? It's time for a people to rise up that will preach repentance and judgment again that some might be saved before it's too late because Jesus is coming. I believe the word of God and I will preach what I believe and I will live what I believe because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if you're too afraid to speak it, then you've got to ask yourself if you really do believe it. Jesus said that if you are ashamed of me before me and I will be ashamed of you before my father, which is in heaven. And do you know when the first time is that we're going to stand before the father in heaven? When we stand before that great white throne judgment and Jesus is there as our advocate. I don't want him to be ashamed because of the things that he's going to have to say about me because that I would not open my mouth and say the truth about him. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish anybody. There is nobody who is destined for hell that God has not made a way of escape from if we will humble ourselves and take it. Whosoever will choose to to believe Jesus, they will not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Saved from what? The damnation and condemnation that had already fallen upon them because of the sin that they had come into agreement with. They already broke the law. They already brought the judgment. They were already condemned. But in his love, God sent us a way of escape from it. But we've got to take it. We've got to walk out of the old and into the new. We've got to be born again. And to do that, we've got to turn away from sin. Because he says, my friend, listen. It says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because that he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that light or truth is come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. My friend, the truth, Jesus, the truth, the way and the life. He has come into the world that we might be saved. But those who refuse to repent and turn away from their sin, from the wickedness, they are condemned. Not because Jesus condemned them, but because they were already condemned and they refused the way of escape from the punishment of the sin that they were already walking in. 
There is no fear of God in the church today because nobody is preaching judgment. Nobody is preaching the truth that the people are already condemned unless they repent. My friend, there needs to be a rise in preaching of repentance and righteousness and holiness to ready the bride for Christ because he's coming. But the church doesn't believe it. They don't believe the Bible. They don't believe that sin is sin when God lays it out so plainly in the scripture. They don't believe that they've got to turn away from it. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is coming. They don't believe that there is a final judgment. They don't believe that all sinners will have their part in the lake of fire. They don't believe that there is a straight and narrow way and few are they that find it. They don't believe the gospel of Jesus Christ because if you don't believe that there is a judgment then why are you calling it good news? They don't. They're not grabbing hold to the parachute because they don't really believe the plane is crashing. They're partying as the plane plummets to the ground, calling it church because they have not truly believed the word. And it's the pastor's fault because they're not preaching it. And I'm not saying 100%. I understand. Even as Elijah said in the wilderness, God, I'm the only one left preaching it. And God said, no, no. There are 7,000 others who have not bent the knee to bail. I know that all across this nation and across the world, there are the few, the few, the true in those tiny little places that nobody sees that are still preaching repentance and judgment and holiness and righteousness and true salvation from sin. But my friend it needs to come to the forefront again and it will come in the end by way of tribulation but my friend we need to choose to get in alignment with the word and will of God for the church and do it now because every day people are slipping into hell unrepaired lied to complacent deceived unrepented condemned by the sin that they were never told that they had to turn away from in order to step in to the righteousness of God. The Bible says, be ye not deceived that no sinner will inherit the kingdom of God except you repent, you will perish. Understand that the word repent doesn't just mean to feel sorry for sin or to ask forgiveness over and over again or even to come to acknowledge that God is not in agreement with it. Repent means to turn away, to stop doing it and to have faith for the grace of God to overcome it. It is a shame and a sin to hear preachers preaching that the blood of Jesus is not enough to overcome temptation, that the devil is stronger than our God, that God is not able to take a man out of the filth of this world, cause him to be born again, make him holy and righteous and cause him to walk therein. There is no excuse in the Bible ever given for remaining in sin. And I understand that there is a time of growing in grace and there are things that God will show us every day, but the word of God is plain. We cannot continue in willful sin. If you know that it is a sin, God has laid it out plainly in his word or shown it to you personally. You have got to make a decision. You cannot return to it and maintain your salvation. That is not in the scripture. There is damnation for all who willfully choose to walk in 
sin. In fact, the word of God says that the sacrifice will not remain for those who willfully choose to return to their sin. But it is like the old parable that says the hog that was washed has returned to her wallowing in the mud. She's made herself filthy again or like a dog returning to eat up its vomit. The filth that had been expelled out of it, it has consumed back into it. It is unclean. It is defiled again because sin has no place in heaven. We have got to preach repentance. And yes, my friend, there are going to be times when you slip up and mess up. But as soon as you do, there needs to be conviction that you might come before him and repent again and choose to turn away from it. Walk away from it. Don't continue to dance with the devil and think that you're going to get into heaven. You're only going to end up where he is because if you are a servant of sin, then you make him your master again and you will end up in damnation with him except that you repent. We have got to come into alignment with God's word. And God is loving. He is merciful. He is patient. Even Jezebel and Ahab, some of the most wicked people in the entire nation of Israel, God gave space for repentance. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He gives you time, but eventually the mercy runs out. And when we do not take the opportunity that he has given, he will move in judgment. And you never know when that last moment is. So my friend, repent today, get in alignment with it and begin to preach the necessity of repentance. In Romans chapter eight, verse five, it says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. In other words, if you are still led of your flesh, then you're going to do the things that your flesh wants to do. But they that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. If you are born again of the spirit of God and are truly following the leading of the Holy Spirit, you're going to do the things that are pleasing to the Holy Spirit for to be carnally minded to to be earthly minded, to be fleshly minded, to be worldly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject unto the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. My friend, I don't ever want to hear anybody say again that they are a carnal Christian. There's no such thing as a carnal Christian when the word of God says to be carnally mind it makes you the enemy of God how can you be a Christian who's the enemy of God you're either for him or against him you're either on his side or you're on the enemy's side there are two choices to make choose ye this day whom you will serve because you will either serve sin unto death unto hell and make Satan your master or you will choose for God to be your master and you will obey him unto righteousness there are two choices there is no other choice choose ye this day whom you will serve. Are you going to believe the word of God or not? Or are you going to keep serving a God of your own making until time runs out because his grace is there right now today. Today is the appointed time. Now is the time of salvation. You are not promised tomorrow. My friend, you need to speak it and you need to be willing to preach it to those who need to hear it because eventually time runs out.
And yes, I know it's not a message they're going to want to hear right now, but they'll thank you for it in the end, my friend, I assure you. It's not a popular preach. It's not going to fill the pews. It's not going to bring in the big collection, but it's going to save some souls from damnation. And that's the only thing that's going to count on the day of judgment. And I understand that they're going to come against you and say you're not supposed to judge. Let me put this whole the church is not supposed to judge argument to rest right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2 says, Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye not worthy to judge the smallest matters now? Know ye not that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertaineth unto life the bible never says that the church is not supposed to judge it says that it is to judge with righteous judgment not to judge hypocritically in the verse that begins by saying judge not lest she be judged they never read the full passage because what it really says a few verses down is that if you are guilty of the same sin or worse then don't try to tell somebody else not to walk in it because you do damage to the testimony but get the sin out of your life first and then and then and then tell them tell them there's a splinter in their eye but wait until after you've gotten the sin out of your own life first this is why we've got to get the fruits in our life so that God can endorse us with the message of repentance because it is needed in this generation time is running out the judgment has already been given it's our job to preach it so that they can see if they're guilty of it and repent that they might escape the judgment for it this is the job and the commission of the church the good news the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he made a way of escape but it's not good news when you don't know what it is that he's saving you from. It's not good news when you don't know what the power of grace is here to cause you to overcome. It's not good news because the enemy has sold you a lie and a false gospel. It's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ begins with repentance. Let me explain righteousness because the Bible says that we are to judge with righteous judgment. The definition of righteousness is to be in right standing with God. In other words, to do what he says is right. In other words, exactly what Jesus said, to believe the words that he spoke, the words that are in the Bible, to get in alignment with them. We have to agree with them. We have to repent of sin when the Bible says that it's sin and have nothing to do with it. And we've got to walk in alignment with everything that his voice, rather rhema or logos, what he says, we've got to agree with it, get in alignment with it, obey it, because that's what true faith is. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we've heard the word of God, we've got to have faith in it. We've got to believe it. And then that is counted unto us as righteousness. This is what Abraham did of whom we are grafted in. It says that he heard God's voice and believed it and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. My friend, we've got to believe what he said. We've got to believe the words. We've got to believe his voice when he speaks because his sheep know his voice. We've got to truly believe. 
And when we do, it is righteousness because we believe what he says is right. Now, if we do what we think is right, that is self-righteousness. That is not coming into alignment with the word of God. Paul said that there are those who have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Therefore, because they have not submitted themselves to God's righteousness, what God says is right. They have gone about trying to do things in their own righteousness, what they think is right, which is self-righteousness, which is unrighteousness. Understanding this, we have to come to the realization that the unrighteous always accuse the righteous of being self-righteous for reflecting God's righteousness when it conflicts with their unrighteous ideas of righteousness, making them, in fact, self-righteous. My friend, this world has already been judged. Judgment is coming. People don't like to hear judgment messages. But without the reality of judgment, the good news makes no sense. It's not good news to them. It's time we preach it and express the necessity for repentance. This world has already been judged. Those who are walking in sin are already condemned. God loved us so much that he sent his only son and allowed him to pay the penalty for our sin and give us a way of escape. But we have to do it his way. And he said the first step is repentance because you cannot serve two masters. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven while still serving sin. Jesus himself said in John chapter 8 verse 32, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 15 says, What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? No, God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servant to obey, his servant you are to whom ye obey, rather of sin unto death, which is hell, or of obedience unto righteousness, which is the only way into heaven. My friend, God makes it very clear. If you choose to serve sin, to continue willfully in sin, you choose to make Satan your master again, and you will not get in to heaven on that fateful day when you stand before the throne of God, you will hear Jesus say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You are not mine. You've made yourself the servant of sin. And now you will face the judgment with the master of sin. I gave you the way of escape. I suffered, I bled, and I died to pay the price. Why didn't you take it? Why didn't you believe? You cannot serve two masters, so choose ye this day whom you will serve. Stop playing with sin and repent, or you will face judgment. In Revelations chapter 20, verse 11, at the very end of the book, it says this, And I saw the great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, for there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. What book? Jesus said that you will be judged by the words that I have spoken. In the end, it is this book, the Holy Scripture, 
the very book of life, the book that gives you the way of life. The word of God says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among men, which is Jesus Christ. He is the light, but the darkness did not comprehend him. It rejected him. He is the truth. He is the word. Jesus is the word. If you don't believe the word, you don't believe Jesus. And if you don't believe Jesus, you're not saved by faith. There was no faith. Therefore, there was no grace. My friend, you can have your name written in that book of life today. If you will repent, turn away from your sin. Continue no more therein. Pick up your cross and follow after Christ. Give him your life no matter the cost, no matter who dislikes you for it, no matter how uncomfortable it gets, no matter how much warfare it stirs up from the enemy. My friend, it is worth it in eternity to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter in to your rest and your reward because that you truly believed the word of the Lord. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. This is the fulfillment of what Jesus promised. He said that the words that I have spoken, the words that are in the scripture will be your judge. And here in Revelations, we see the picture of what that's going to look like when the book is opened and the deeds and the works of our life are read out before all the saints and angels. And we will see if they lined up with the word of God to determine whether or not we truly believed or just said that we did or created a God of our own making and called his name Jesus. Only the truth will set you free. So today, choose to believe the truth and repent that you might be saved from the judgment that is coming in eternity. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were therein, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the Lamb's book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friend, there is a way of escape from this. You can assure today that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Get on your knees before the King. Acknowledge your sins, the things that you know are displeasing to him, and repent of them. Turn away from them. Return to them no more. Jesus forgave many people in his life, in his public ministry. The woman caught in adultery, he didn't condemn her. He forgave her, but he told her this, go and sin no more. Do not continue in your sin or else you are not forgiven. In fact, one of the times Jesus spoke this after healing a man, he said, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. My friend, when you return to sin, the latter state of the man is worse than the former. According to the scripture, it's harder. There is a way of escape. Lay it down now and repent. 
And when you make a mistake, a true, genuine, I didn't mean to do that, or wow, God, you showed me something that I never realized I was doing wrong, you repent of that too, but you do not return to it because the Bible says that he will have no pleasure in those who go back. Don't go back. Be ye not entangled again in the yoke of bondage by which you have been made free. Do not count the blood of Jesus an unholy thing and trample it underfoot by returning to willful sin. There is no excuse or place for it in the kingdom. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Repent, turn away from the enemy and run to Jesus. Because when you turn back to that enemy, you are running away from God and you are running away from salvation. Do you know that the name Jesus literally means he saves me? Why run away from the one who is trying to save you? Serve righteousness. Do what he says is right. He's not trying to control you. He's trying to save you. You're either functioning in sin or you're walking in redemption. In Revelations chapter 3 verse 5, it says, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And in Psalm 69, 28, it says, But let them, the sinners, be blotted out of the Lamb's book of life and not be written with the righteous. Today, my friend, I want to leave you with this. There is a way of escape from the damnation that has already been decreed. The judgment has already been given. We are already condemned to it except that we repent and believe in the words of Jesus Christ. Call upon his name because he saves. Turn away in faith from those things that he says are displeasing to him and grab hold of his grace to walk free of them. This is how we overcome. The blood of the lamb has given us the power and the authority. The blood of the lamb has given us the priesthood and the kingship. The blood of the lamb has allowed for us to be cleansed that we might be infilled with the Holy Spirit to walk in his power and giftings. The blood of the lamb has allowed for the Holy Spirit to be within us that we might produce the fruits of the spirit, walk in the very character of God, that we might stand boldly before the throne of God on that day of judgment, as Paul said, knowing that as Christ was, so are we in this earth because we walked in perfect love. And Jesus said, we will know if people truly love him, if they are willing to obey him because love drives obedience and it is not grievous. It's done because you want to, because you love him, because you believe him. My friend, if you truly believe that Jesus went through what he went through to pay the price to purchase your life from the curse that was placed upon you because of sin, then you will truly love him for it and you will repent. The question is, do you really believe? Have you opened the word of God, read those red letters, the teachings of Jesus Christ himself and chosen to believe it? Or are you just saying that you do, but following a God of your own making? Because that is self-righteousness and it will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 13 says, and make straight paths for your feet 
Why straight paths? Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way and few are they that find it. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. In other words, when you do mess up, when you do get off track, when you do recognize that you have sinned, come to him and repent immediately. Turn away from that thing and get back in agreement and alignment with the word of God again and that you might be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord looking diligently lest any man fall of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up troubling you and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau was who for a morsel of meat sold his birthright to please his flesh he gave away the promise my friend we need to preach the judgment that people might walk in the fear of the lord again that they might move with wisdom and repent god we come before you now and we repent as the church for not fulfilling the role that you have given us walking in the commission because you said this commission i have given you go ye into all the world and preach the gospel everything that i have spoken unto you teach them and i will be with you even unto the ends of the world everything not just your love but repentance not just your blessings but judgment not just your giftings but obedience everything the enemy works in extremes sifting people from one side to the other it's all works it's all grace when you are in the balance saying that Faith releases grace to produce the works. And if you don't have all of it, you don't have any of it. Trust in what he said. Open the words, read it and believe it. God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to believe. Obedient feet to go forth and a mouth to preach the gospel of the Lord. And God, help us to understand that it takes the full counsel of your word to bring people to repentance, deliverance, and salvation because the greatest miracle that you have ever wrought in this earth is to take a man out of sin and wickedness, cause him to be born again, set his feet on the path of righteousness, and send him out to preach a testimony of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that might overcome the enemy. God, raise up a people that will preach the full counsel of God, that will preach repentance and judgment and why it is such good news that you came to save us from it open the word to us lord like never before help us to stop looking for something that is relevant and will be accepted by the masses god because it will not matter on the day of judgment if we march full long into hell with with a million person congregation following us we will be shamed on that day and and you will be ashamed to announce that our name was blotted out of the Lamb's book of life because we did not preach the entirety of the truth, the way, and the life. 
God, I would rather stand on that day with two or three that were truly saved by grace because that they had faith in the words that were preached. They believed the good news, the gospel, because they understood there was a judgment. There was a decree. There was a damnation that they were walking in because of sin, Lord, but that you paid a price. You gave your life that you might release your spirit to lead us and give us the grace to overcome the temptations of the enemy. You said that we must repent. We must turn away from sin so that we do not perish therein. Lord, I would rather stand with two or three that I was willing to speak this to and they believed it and their souls were saved and marched into eternity with the few that made straight paths for their feet and marched down that narrow road straight to you. Because Jesus, you are worthy of the reward of your suffering. And it is worth it to me to speak the truth, even if the world doesn't want to hear it. And they mock and ridicule and reject me for it. I will remember what you said, that we are in good company when this happens. Because so persecuted they the prophets that came before us. And even you yourself and the servant is not greater than the master. We cannot expect to have an easy walk or preach an easy gospel and be pleasing unto the Lord. We've got to do what we were put here for. Preach repentance. Give them the warning of judgment. And then deliver the good news of the gospel that saves us. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.